back with episode six of Raise Your Glass, a podcast celebrating the best local food and beverage culture Kansas City has to offer. Today we raise a glass to Bar K Dog Bar. We sat down with Dave Hensley, one of the founders of Bar K. This one is for all you dog lovers out there. If you're tired of the same old dog park, join us as we dive into what went into creating Kansas City's first and only dog park with a modern bar, restaurant, and coffee house. Hey everybody, it's Michelle from Ripple Glass here, and I am speaking today with Dave Hensley. He is the co-founder of Bar K. Hello. How are you doing today, Dave? Very good. Very good. So um, we've got some questions today. Um, We just got an awesome tour of Bar K, which if you haven't been there yet, you just need to come. It is hard to explain, but we're going to do our best, right? Yeah. 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 You know, you're right. It's it's some kind of hard to capture, so you almost have to come down and see it. So first things first, uh, tell us about your dog. Yeah, so I currently have a golden doodle. He's nine years old. Uh, Black golden doodle named Bishop. Just uh, super friendly, loves people, uh, loves other dogs, uh, loves to play. And, you know, he's been, he's here most of the time. Not today. Normally he's just sitting right beside me. Really? Yeah. So he has free range. Uh, well, he wouldn't Mostly be sitting in, in the restaurant, right. but uh, he can be Everywhere in the office else. or, you right. know, out in the park. And, of course, everybody knows him pretty well. Um, he's, like I said, he kind of prefers humans over other dogs. And you get plenty of humans here as well as dogs. Right, right. So how, how did you come up with this idea of Barquet? Yeah, you know, it started about 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, my business partner and I, his name's Labe Dodell, we were good friends. And we all kind of hung out in a big group of people. And uh, in a coincidence, um, you know, Carl Young might call it a synchronicity. Um, we got our dogs on the exact same day. We'd never once talked about getting dogs before. <laughs> uh, and then I called him up and I said, hey, man, I'm heading back from, I think it was Emporia. Um, guess what? And he said, well, you should come by because I just got a dog. And uh, so we got the dogs together at that point. And, you know, really that changed kind of the course of our lives and that we were pretty social and we'd go out and grab coffee and beers and dinner and do all that stuff. And now we're trying to bring our dogs along with us and finding that, you know, guess what? It's not a great experience for the dogs or it's not a great experience for us or they're not welcome. Um, You know, and that kind of started the idea with what if we could sort of combine, you know, create a place that you could do all the things you did before, you know, grab a drink glass of wine, watch the game, but now you don't have to leave your dog at home. Right. And I, I love that idea. I have a, a you know, 90 pound lab mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I think things, things have changed so much, right? When I was growing up, I, I grew up in the country mm-hmm. and my parents didn't even let us have animals in the house, yeah. right? So they, we love them, but they were really members of the family. Right. Pets are members of our family now. They're important. Yeah. And Chewy, my dog, gets sad when we leave him, right? Yeah. So um, the idea of being able, we do take him occasionally to, you know, restaurant with patio mm-hmm. that lets us bring him, but he gets antsy. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we end up leaving just like you would with a toddler or anything else. We have to leave because he's antsy. Yeah, that's, that's so true, you know, and if, if I think there's a statistic out there that, you know, when they've surveyed people who are dog owners, they find out that 95% of them think of their dog now as a family member, and it, it was not like that. In fact, I think our first dog spent a lot of time outside, and mm-hmm. you know, when I was growing up, and you know, now of course the dogs are, you know, inside all the time, sleeping in our beds, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and you think about it, you know, with the dog being a family member, you know, why would you leave your family member locked up inside a house while you go do other things? Right. And so they're really becoming you know, part of our lives and we're trying to invite them along to do other things. And that's really kind of what this whole concept is about 
And whether you see them as your family member or your best friend, either way, bring them along with you. Right, right. So um, another thing that you really have to come to see this to understand it, but we are sitting in a building made with 17 shipping containers, correct? Yeah. So how did that come about? Uh, you know, we loved the idea, both Labe, uh, my business partner and I, loved the idea of shipping containers and using repurposed shipping containers. Uh, we love the look. You know, it's kind of got a modern industrial look, and, and that was neat. I've seen people do homes out of them. I've seen coffee shops in New Zealand and other things, and we thought, boy, it'd be pretty cool. Um, it just so happened that when we you know, got this property, um, the Port Authority was pretty wild about it, too, because it really spoke to the fact that you know, the river was a, a mode of transport. There's trains that run by here all the time with shipping containers on them. Um, and I think it just creates a, a unique architecture you know, where people come by and they're like, wow, they, you know, what did they do with these? And when you come in and there's certain spaces you'll be inside and not realize that, like we are right now, we're sitting inside two 40-foot shipping containers. <laughs> but if you look around, you don't feel like you're in containers. You know? No, you sure don't. And then you mentioned the Port Authority and being on the mm -hmm. riverfront. So um, I used to live in the river market. And mm -hmm. at that point in time, uh, you know, I go on runs and all this, and there was absolutely nothing down here. Yeah. So things are changing, right? Oh, yeah. So how did you land on this particular location? You know, the, the location search was tough, and it's always a tough thing for us because, you know, we've always said that you need to have enough space where the dogs can really run and be dogs and play. Um, and we find that the dogs are better behaved when they've got room to run. Um, and they don't have to be right beside a dog they don't necessarily want to play with, right? right. Uh, so we searched a number of different places, and we sat down with the Port Authority, and they had this parcel of land, um, and Joe Perry, um, you know, one of the heads of development at the Port Authority had said, I've got this piece of found space. And we came down and looked at it and it was, there was part of this under the Heart of America Bridge. And at the time it was like tire dump and mattresses and trash and, you know, it, just a mess. And we thought this is going to be perfect because now we've got this huge shelter over our dog park um, and we can come in and bring private money to clean this up. So it was a great partnership. The Port Authority has been just such a great partner in this and encouraging and supporting uh, could not have found a better location and we're really the first bar and restaurant on the river you can be on our rooftop patio and overlook the river and have a glass of wine or a cocktail or a bite to eat and your dog can be there with you it's pretty cool <laughs> well and i always thought when we lived down here what a wasted opportunity right yeah. there are plenty of cities that are riverfront that have great entertainment districts surrounding that riverfront area and we always had empty so can you talk about you know the greater plans for redeveloping this area. Yeah, I think you know, the Port Authority have been working for a long time to try to get something down here. So I think if people think that there wasn't some people putting a lot of time and effort into trying to get development down there, that's not the case. It's just, you know, it's tough to, to do that and develop in a new space. Um, but the team that's been with the Port Authority had this vision for this whole riverfront area being a new neighborhood in Kansas City. And how often do you get a new neighborhood? Right? Not very often. So. Uh, yeah, they've got long-term plans to have, uh, you know, tons of apartments and, you know, uh, millennials moving down here, uh, businesses, uh, you know, restaurants. And, you know, that's all, we're all seeing it happen right now. I mean, I look out the window and there's a brand new development with 400 luxury apartments right there called the, the Union of Berkeley. It's the largest single-phase residential um, construction project ever in Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> You know, and there's going to be other developments right beside us. So we're really excited what's going to happen down here. And again, just it's activating a new space. And like you said, you know, go to other major cities and people get really jazzed about the riverfront. You know, Portland, you know, Denver has some riverfront space there. Really cool. And 
and we're able to be here on the precipice of that happening. So. Yeah, I think it's excellent. Like I like how you put how often do you get to re, you know build a new neighborhood, yeah. and especially one that's in so, such close proximity to jobs, mm-hmm. right? So that's super that's super exciting. Yeah. Um, I know you're very close to the streetcar. Are there plans to expand that down here? Or can you talk a little bit to that? Yeah, that's a. You know, there are a lot of things that were kind of a nice surprises. We came down here. I mean, we knew this was going to be a cool space, but we didn't know that the development was going to be happening this quickly. And, you know, down here, um, the streetcar had looked to not only expand south to the plaza, which was, I think, required a vote from the city, um, but really the port authority had full authority to approve the streetcar expansion of north if they raise the money. And so they're working on that. I think they're actually pretty far along in that. The head of the streetcar. Uh, expansion was was here in our building you know not more than a few weeks ago Um, so the plan is to bring it right out in front of the apartment complex it'll go right by our front door um, you know and bring tons of people down to this area so we're really excited about that now we've got to talk with them to try to figure out a way to maybe be able to put some dogs on there Um, you know maybe it's just in one area would be pretty cool um, to have that but yeah i think the (laughs) the plans are underway to have that and and in addition to that what that would create would be a a walking um, lane walking by, uh, pedestrian and bike lane over um, the Grand Street Viaduct right into here from River Market. Yeah, that would be excellent. I mean, yeah. More and more people are moving in the River Market as it kind of rebuilts. So. Yeah. Well, were you, was the um, town of Kansas Bridge there when you were there? That's that walking bridge that kind of goes out and overlooks the river. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an access point to this, but it's, it's, it's not direct. Mm-hmm. And if somebody doesn't know it's there, you know, whereas if you're right in the river market and somebody says, hey, just walk, you know, walk right there and you go over the bridge and there's Barquet. You know, that's a little easier for people. That makes sense. So uh, we, as I mentioned, we just got a tour. Um, there are a lot of different play areas for dogs. Yeah. So how did you come up with all the ideas that you had for different play structures and different area zones for different size dogs? Yeah, I mean, we, we so I'll start with the last question first and that. You know, we, we knew that people with different sized dogs, small dogs, you know, some of them don't feel as comfortable, um, you know, being out in the big park. I would say it's actually a pretty small percentage, smaller than you would think, uh, but there are some and they want them to play with the smaller dogs. And, and so, you know, we created an area for the small dog park that if you go to other dog parks, the small dog area is kind of an afterthought. Nobody's in there. It's not a lot of fun. You know, and we created this small dog park to sit at the main bar of the restaurant and there's 20 tap handles right in front of you. Um, we've got play features in there. Um, so, you know, when the when we're busy, that park's um, busy. Mm-hmm. Our main dog park, of course, all dogs are welcome. And then we've got some other spaces that are uh, for adoption events and those different types of things. But, you know, I, we try to look at it from sort of the dog's perspective, you know, and what do dogs like doing? Well, dogs like to kind of get up on top of things and overlook and survey, kind of king of the mountain, right? And we wanted to partner with a lot of local companies here in Kansas City to sort of have this be a you know, sort of a dog celebration uh, of Kansas City. So we reached out to the Rieger, you know, our friends there, our friends at ROKC, Westlake Ace, Messenger Coffee, uh, you know, a a number of other um, groups. And now we have this giant dog jungle gym out there that Westlake Ace helped us build. ROKC had, uh, we'd worked with them and really the process was just figuring out, hey, let's create something that would be cool that the dogs would love and that we think would be a lot of fun. And so with ROKC, we, we wanted to create the world's first ever doggy rock climbing wall. 
you know, and Andrew and Frank over there they, at ROKC were really excited about that. And so now we have the world's first ever doggy rock climbing wall. And it's one of the most popular features in our park. I mean, dogs go up it all the time. It's got four different slopes of different difficulty. And um, I've, dogs get up all sides, even the hardest ones. Yeah, and I'm excited to bring my dog to see how he yeah, does. Chewy, you said? Chewy. Yeah, all right. <laughs> He's a big guy, so we'll see how he does. Um, you know, I think we were actually talking about that this this morning. Kansas City does partnerships super well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. a lot of folks come to the table to make cool, unique things happen. Um, I even noticed that on your menu. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about how your menu evolved and your cocktail menu, how that all came to be? Yeah, I, again, it was, you know, about... One, kind of getting help from people who knew what they're doing on certain things. You know, instead of us going and saying, hey, we'll create a bunch of cocktails, and I've never really mixed many cocktails. You know? um, instead, we would, we would say, hey, you know, we're good friends with Ryan maybe at the Ringer. Why don't we see if he'd be interested? And he has a giant dog named Moose. It's, a, it's one of the largest Great Danes you'll see in Kansas City. I happen to know because we get tons of Great Danes here, and I think his is one of the largest. Uh, you know, but we went to him and said, hey, can you help us design a cocktail menu that's kind of a lot of fun and a little play on the dog theme. So, you know, we've got something called a um, sit-stay. You know, they're different uh, commands that you give to your dogs. And the sit-stay is an old-fashioned, but it uses peanut butter bitters, right, which is pretty cool. Um, we've got a leave-it, which uses mezcal, so it's got a smoky flavor. But Ryan helped us design the cocktail menu. Uh, we um, hired a chef named uh, Joe Shirley. Um, he's popular for um, his uh, pop-up kind of restaurant concept called Uberdine, but he was the executive chef at Sprint and been you know very well known in the city. In fact, I think Jenny Vergara with the Feast had said he was the the best uh, chef in Kansas City that didn't own his own restaurant. Uh, so he helped us design the the food menu, uh, going with kind of a healthy casual theme, bowls and things like that. Although our burgers fantastic, so should try that. So we approached uh, Betty Ray's Ice Cream, who just opened up a shop in um, you know in, in the River Market, about having a dog, both dog and human ice cream. Um, you know, we work partner with Purina to make. Uh, they've got something called Ideal Meals, which helps make uh, dog menus like a, kind of a fully imbalanced nutrition so they've got all these nutritionists um, that you know look at what creates a, a balanced meal for dogs and so they've partnered with us on that it's just a lot of fun to work with people three dog bakery uh, we've got treats and then of course I can't forget to mention um, in case crystal will have to be listening <laughs> we love crystal weeby with do- with uh, beer paws she created a doggy beer and then she also created all these dog treats made out of the spent grains of the beer making process and the whiskey making process. So she partnered with the Rieger to get their spent grains from their whiskey making process to create a dog treat um, that we can use here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. No, a I lot love to it. Take I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And, well, and you, you didn't mention that you can have a doggy flight. Yeah. So, you know, we've got this dog menu. And we thought, well, what would be a lot of fun? And, you know, kind of celebrating the bar theme, but trans- translating that to dogs. So we created a dog flight. And what you can do is you can choose any of these food items, um, any three of the food items. And it comes out on like a bone-shaped wood board. And it's any three of these food items that your dog can have. So I'll give you an example. Uh, we've got a chicken risotto. Um, this, sound, this sounds like a human meal, right? So chicken risotto. We've got a um, peanut butter and carob um, cookie from Three Dog Bakery. We've got, again, the Betty Ray's ice cream. Um, so that's a really popular one where you sort of get the appetizer and the entree and then the dessert all in one little flight. 
And I um, just a little secret, I've tried all of those things. So. They're all perfectly safe for people, yes, they too, are. right? And I'm <laughs> yeah. sure they probably taste pretty good. Yeah, I mean, dog stuff's just a little bland. Right, but, you know. right. Not exciting, so. but, but edible, right? <laughs> we, should, well, we, should have had, we should be eating some right now. Right? Yeah, we could. That'd be a um, good thing. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, do you have a time to see how quickly dogs can eat their flight? I have not done that. No, I think if you started to do that, then mine would be a record holder. Oh, okay. All right. I was wondering where you're going with that. So, yeah. You just want like a trophy or something. Yes. Or, I okay, want a trophy. For Chewy. To prove that he's the fastest eater. All right. Well, fastest we'll, dog. You know what we could do? Maybe we could do a contest, like a sort of like a hot dog eating contest exactly. for the dogs. Exactly. All right. Well, Chewy's now Yes. Um, Let me know and we'll, we will enter Chewy in that. I'm certain that he will place. Um, so do dogs have to be any certain age to come here? Yeah, dogs have to be at least three months. Okay. Um, and they have to be current on vaccinations. Okay. Uh, you know, and really, and this is just kind of for anybody out there. I mean, it, you know, to socialize your puppy, the, our vet advisors have told us, you know, before, before three months, and if they're not current on vaccinations, it's it can actually be kind of dangerous to socialize your right. puppy in some environments. So yeah, we is require. Is that a, um, like a sickness thing, or is it? Yeah, there's some illness emotional out there. damage from <laughs> having large dogs bother yeah, you. Or? Maybe both, but no, it's 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 the. You know, there's some things like, uh, you know, parvovirus, which, mm-hmm. you know, for regular dogs is, um, you know, not, not great. But for puppies, it's, it's really dangerous mm-hmm. uh, for them to get. So, yeah, we require that they're three months old and current on vaccinations. Um, as far as, like, a top age limit, there's there's none. We have a lot of senior dogs that come out here. And, you know, senior dogs, they're, yeah, they may not be running around and jumping on everything, but they're, they're you know, able to socialize and get the smells in. I mean, there's a lot of stimulation that the dogs get from coming to a place like this. Plenty of chances for them to lay in the sun and yep. sun themselves. So, yes. Yes. Um, so, as this location was being built, you had another location in the West Bottoms. So that was an indoor-only right. dog park, correct? Yes. Would you ever want to do that again? Yeah, it's interesting you ask that because you know we're we're in the midst of a very early winter here, <laughs> and uh, you know it's it's something that there's. Well, I'll go back to the old space. It was called the lab. And that was a play on words for the dog breed, but plus a, kind of a testing facility. Now we were already in the process of getting this place built, but um, yeah, that was a giant warehouse uh, with a bar in the middle and concrete floors, no insulation, no heat, no air, and it was incredibly popular. And we could only fit so many people and dogs in there, so we didn't do a whole lot of advertising that space. But yeah, when the weather was really bad, people were coming out um, to our space. Um, here, what we've done is we've put in these giant kind of big tents in the back and other areas in the winter time to sort of simulate that where when the weather's bad people can get out of the rain you know the dogs don't care that much you know unless you have a real thin-skinned dog like they're gonna love running out in the cold and they don't mind that Um, it's really about keeping the humans comfortable you know we've got the restaurant where humans can come inside where their dogs are being kind of monitored by our team of dog tenders which we can talk about in a minute or they can be in those tents where they're, you know, temperature controlled and, and out of the wind and the elements. And what other dog park can you do that? You know, that was part of it too. You go to a dog park in the wintertime, nobody's out there because it's cold. So why even go? Where here, people will be here, dogs will be here. Um, it's kind of a community that's round all year. Right. We noticed that our office is right across from the dog park in River Market, kind of the yeah. east side. And, uh, you know, folks... Folks will come as long as they can bear now yeah. that it's cold, right. you know, and, and they used to kind of just kind of dwell around and sit on the benches and hang mm-hmm. out. And so, yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, so, you know, the, a lot of the questions I had are around, okay, this is my first time 
here. I'm bringing my dog and I'm bringing my family. How does this process work? So can you talk us through check-in and how the dog tenders work and all that? Yeah, so um, when you first get here, if you're bringing a dog, um, we'll just have you sign, um, you know, it's basically an entry form where you're confirming that your dog's current on vaccinations and socialized for group play. Um, we go over just a couple you know, things to think about as you go into the park. Um, and then we, you can, and then you can buy a, a, a day pass. Um, you can also get a membership. So there's an option that you can get a year membership and then you can come and go as many times as you want. There's other benefits. You get discounts on uh, certain food and drink items, uh, discounts on things like our dog wash. Um, you know, our self-wash, it's only $5 for members <laughs> to get their dog wash, which is pretty nice. Uh, other benefits of membership, but if you're just coming to check it out, it's $10 and you sign the entry form and then we, we let you in. Uh, once you get inside the park, um, we've got a team of dog tenders, is what we call them. They're our staff that watches over the dog play. They're uh, making sure that the dogs are having a good time, humans are having a good time. They're making sure the park's clean. And we encourage our guests to clean up after their dogs, but if they don't, we've got a team that kind of goes behind and, and keeps it clean to try to make sure that it's the cleanest dog park in Kansas City um, is what we're, we're really after. So, uh, you know, in the dog park, the dog tenders really get to know the dogs. They get to know the humans. And uh, it's a lot of fun because, I, you know, it, it's, it's fun when the, the dogs recognize our staff and you can tell they're excited to see our staff. And that's when you know you've, you've made an impact and that the dog's having a good time. So um, let's say I wanted to bring Chewy in for the first time. Mm -hmm. I've got my son with me too. Mm -hmm. So could I technically leave Chewy out to play, bring my son in to eat dinner? Yeah. How does that all work? Yeah, so um, you can do that. So first of all, our, our bar and restaurant, you know, we say this is a bar and restaurant for dog lovers. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't have to bring a dog, right? You can come in and, and just enjoy the enjoy the, the scene here um, inside a restaurant no dogs are allowed but let's say you wanted to come inside the restaurant you could leave your dog out in the park and our d team of dog tenders you know they monitor the play um, so that's it's, it's almost like a short-term daycare in, in some ways Now most people want want to spend time with their dogs right. and really that's what the community is built on is that relationship you have with your dogs but you know it's like going to a ski resort you know and you go do like three or four runs and then you go in and you have lunch right? Right. kind of similar you go play with your dog for a little bit you come in you have you know a bite to eat and then you can go back out there there's also uh, tons of patio space including uh, one of the biggest rooftop patios here in kansas city um, it overlooks the river and on all our patio areas you can have your dogs on leash it's full food and bar service to those areas uh, so the dogs can be on leash and you can have a meal with your dog right there and we mentioned you can go even buy your dog a meal um, which is which is pretty nice and then the last option is in the off-leash park you can have drinks we can't have food out there but you can have drinks so you could be out there having a drink with your dog we've got a bar that serves that area um, um, it's specialized for serving that area um, with the kids um, that's kind of an interesting piece um, so you know, we found, there's been just a couple surprises, you know, we knew that families would like this, but we found that a lot of families want to come here. Um, and, you know, we see that as an opportunity to educate sort of the next generation of responsible dog owners. So another local partnership is with KCPT, and they um, helped us come up with a little training video um, called Be a Bar K Kid. And it helps teach kids um, how to interact with stranger dogs. You know, it teaches them the doggy handshake and you know, how to properly let a dog approach you and not don't pull on the tail, you know, all those little things. Um, also teaches them some park rules. Um, we encourage parents when they come here with, with their kids, if they go out into the park, um, they will have to 
obviously sign an entry form for you know saying they're bringing a kid but we encourage them to be responsible for their kids and if they're small children the kids need to be with them at all times and not necessarily because we have we don't have dangerous dogs out there but we do have large dogs running at full speed you know so it's good to keep your kids close um, you know with that but it is uh, an opportunity to train if dogs aren't used to small children then they can sometimes act badly because they're scared yep. so it's yeah you know, it's normal so, yeah and that, yeah. you know what we've found is that if we can show kids to kind of let the dogs decide who they want to hang out with instead of the the kids kind of forcing that uh, you know meeting on the dogs then things go really well and so that's part of what that training um, teaches kids is that hey you know let the dog decide if it wants to you know greet you and if it doesn't it'll go off and do its own thing that's well, good to know. Yeah. So, you're bringing the family down. <laughs> how old your How old your kid? Did you say son? Yes, son. Okay. He'll be He'll be five in two weeks. Okay. So, yeah. Great. Well, we'd love to have him yep. down. Yeah. He can go through the, uh, you know, the little video. He can video. go through the video. It's yeah. really yeah. cool. It's, uh, I mean, to see that process. They actually had um, created the video where he would speak into a mic, and then the the animation would move according to what he said. It was just, it was genius. So, so we're cool. really excited. KCPT just did a great job. That's uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted, this is this is a um, unplanned question, but I'm looking now at records that all have dogs on them. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really fascinated by that. Is the decor throughout all dog dog related or? Uh, somewhat. Um, you know, we've got giant pictures of our dogs on the walls, uh, kind of overlooking the, the restaurant. Um, and here, this space that we're in called the lounge, again, we're in two 40-foot shipping containers that actually have the original floors of the containers. So who knows where these containers have been. Uh, but yeah, um, Labe had an idea to do album covers that feature dogs. And there's a lot of famous album covers that, yeah. that have dogs on them. You know, Beck, Beck Odelay. Odelay, that's yeah. a classic, right? Uh, Nora Jones, Rick Springfield, yeah. working class dog. In fact, most of Rick Springfield's had dogs on them. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. And we actually yeah. bought the albums, so we, we didn't just reprint them. We actually owned right. the albums. <laughs> um, but you know, speaking to that, it was, it was a little bit of a challenge. When you get into dog stuff, it's really easy to want to go kitschy with everything and make everything super corny and you know name every single thing on the menu dogs and we really just stuck that to being sort of subtle with it it's obvious that we're you know we welcome dogs and, and their people here uh, but we didn't want to go too overboard so we really limited the menu to just some of the uh, drink items naming those dog themed and then everything else kind of speaks for itself so uh, the reason why we're here you know, the Razor Glass podcast is all about featuring businesses that are not only doing cool things, but are also recycling. Yeah. Uh, so you've been recycling your glass with Ripple for a while now, so thank you for that. Yeah, thank uh, but you. But also, why was that important to you? Um, you know, that was important, but both of us were, uh, you know, we think that there's a responsibility that we all have as individuals to you know, recycle and to take care of our environment. Um, but as an individual, now, I don't want to discourage individuals from doing things because collectively we can do a lot, but businesses, I mean, you have so much opportunity. I mean, I, I'm able to recycle more glass and plastic and paper as a business owner in one week than I probably am in, you know, two years at my home, you know? So, you know, business owners, I think, have a, a responsibility and, and an opportunity to, to make a difference. And so, you know, we decided from the get-go that we wanted to be, um, you know, environmentally conscious and so, you know, from that, we do recycling here, glass, plastic, cardboard, all that stuff. Um, and, and glad to have you guys as a partner in that to make it easy for us. And then we've also done some other things, installing solar 
Um, we just had uh, SunSmart Technologies, another local Kansas, Kansas City company, partner with us to s install some solar um, in our property. Uh, we've tried to find ways to maybe re uh, compost like dog poop. We haven't found solutions. So if anybody out there has a solution for that, please reach out to us. Um, we to figure we that have out. a former compost expert on the really? rebel team, so I'll have her shoot you an email. Yeah. See if she has any ideas. I mean, that would be cool. There's actually we pulled up a, an article, and there was a place that, and I'm guessing it was some like MIT kids or something that, you know, created this where you could actually power lights from the the dog poop waste. So if they're listening right now, please reach please out. Please email me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please email us. That's awesome. So um, do you have any events or fun projects coming up that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, we've got a ugly sweater party coming up, a Christmas ugly sweater party on, I believe, the... Uh, i have to look at the date on that again. I don't even know. Um, it's coming up. Actually, let me... Do you, get, do you get bonus points for bringing your dog in a sweater? You do actually. So that <laughs> Good. yeah, there's actually a contest for best human, best dog, and then best combo. Um, we did it last year at the lab. It was so much fun, and people get really creative with that. And it's hilarious. Yeah, something some about dogs and human clothes is just too much. Oh, it's good. We had a Halloween party here that was just incredible. Um, you know, and had we had to, actually had so many people come that we had to do two contests because people were waiting outside to get in, and other people were waiting inside for the contest. So we had to kind of speed that up a little bit um, so we've got that we've got an 80s ski party coming up which can be a lot of fun you know throw on your goggles your 80s ski gear and come out uh, of course the huskies and malamutes and all those dogs are really really going to love that especially if it snows um, weekly we do a puppies night out on thursday so if you have a new puppy it's a good time to get them socialized um, and there is an area just for puppies here yeah we've got an area called puppies pub um, it's a mini irish pub for puppies so it's kind of cuteness overload in there uh, it's a lot of fun so you know we didn't talk about that earlier but a special area for them and then we've got a special area for adoption events which you know just keep an eye on our calendar we park we have a, a mini park called pet finder park and it's an area specifically where we can do adoption events um, dog trainings we do doga in there dog yoga you can do yoga with your dogs yeah it's a lot of fun so you're doing like a, you know a down dog in there running over you and under you yeah Chewie would just come lay under me <laughs> yeah it happens i have pictures of yeah. that and it's, it's a lot of fun it just you know brings you a, gives you a smile for sure yeah that sounds wonderful so sarah here with ripple um she doesn't have a dog okay but she likes dogs i have a lot of friends that have dogs you like dogs and i like yeah. dogs and you like to drink and i do like to drink <laughs> so do you think would it be fun for sarah to come down here yeah. do you think that's yeah, definitely. Acceptable. We, yeah, we get tons of, of people that come down without dogs. And, you know, we, we say we're a bar restaurant for dog lovers, right, with this beautiful dog park. But, you know, we're a bar and restaurant on the riverfront, which is really unique, unique architecture. So I encourage people to come down and check it out. It's not weird at all. Um, you know, it's just a, a cool space, fun place to have a drink, to meet up with people. We've got all these event spaces um, for big corporate events. In fact, the room we're in now um, we just had a corporate event last night where they did a meetup, and you know what's cool is you're having a corporate event here and people are having cocktails and having some appetizers and they're looking right out the window at the Bond Bridge and the river. Don't have that anywhere else in Kansas City. Um, and there's some great spaces in Kansas City. So yeah, I, we love getting um, the humans in here and um, you know sometimes some of those humans say, gosh, now I, now I, now I want to get a, a dog. Right, <laughs> so, yeah, that's incentive yeah. for them. <laughs> but good for those maybe that can't have a dog in their apartment or whatever it might be. That it's great they can come hang that. out with dogs yeah yeah they can come and get their fix without having to you know own the dog 
and you know if you're somebody you just kind of want to go and look you can sit inside the restaurant look out and watch the dogs play and it, it's just you know it's it's a place of a lot of joy there's right. a lot of fun watching people um, or watching the dogs run around and yeah. play with each other that's one of the things I love best about the design is there's so many opportunities to watch what's going on outside whether yeah. it's inside or outside there's a lot of patios and a lot of spaces where yeah. you can watch the dogs play. Yeah, that was sort of the design was, you know, the entertainment is, you know, we've got TVs and we do football games and tons of, you know, fun things like that. But, you know, part of the entertainment is watching the dogs run around and seeing all the different types of dogs. And, you know, you have a, you know, last week a Mastiff and a tiny Corgi that became like best friends, you know, and they're like <laughs> I would love around. to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I love Corgis. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, you're imagining it and it, it brings a smile to your face. And then when you see it live, it's, it's, lifts your spirits for sure right sure yeah sure it would yeah well dave thank you so much for spending time with us today keep up the good work yeah thank you so much and thank for thank you for you all or everything that you do to make it possible for us to recycle the glass and uh, yeah I, I think you know we're proud of the fact that we can do that and you've given us a resource uh, that we, we can accomplish some of our goals so thank you yeah thank you thank you for having me of course right. <laughs> we'll be back whether you have a fur baby or just love hanging out with friends and their pups, Bar K is a great place to grab a bite to eat or play with your dog while enjoying a beer. We're proud to partner with such a fun, unique place. You can find the Bar K website in the show notes, so check it out and head to their location in Berkeley Riverfront Park. Need help finding the show notes? In Apple Podcasts, just swipe up from the player screen. You can always go to raiseyourglass.fireside.fm slash six for episode six, where you can find the links and notes on our guests. This podcast is made possible by Ripple Glass, Kansas City's hometown glass recycler. If you live in Kansas City, you probably have seen one of our big purple bins around town. That's where you can drop off all of your glass bottles and jars so we can save glass from the landfill and keep Kansas City beautiful. If you're already a glass recycler, thank you, you're awesome. If you haven't started recycling your glass yet, check out rippleglass.com Put in your zip code to find all the bins closest to you. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. And if you love Kansas City culture as much as we do, drop us a line at info at rippleglass.com and tell us who we should spotlight in a future episode.